welcome to the Midwest Frontier Podcast, formerly known as Whistle Mission Outdoors. I am Jim. And I'm Pat. And this is a podcast dedicated to anything in the outdoors in the Midwest. We like to cover hunting, fishing, conservation, a little bit of opinion, and a little bit of lifestyle. We like to talk about the touchy and hot topics. Anything controversial that involves the outdoors. Each week we try to have a segment with Bushlight Billy where he goes over a recipe or a tip or a trick for cooking. There's so much to talk about, so come and join us on the Frontiers. Walk to the mailbox, but... No, that's a that's a lot, you know. Especially like through the woods, it's one thing to walk five miles on a paved trail. Yeah, I I probably only did like a mile, like actually high knee in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jim carries his weights to the mailbox. Just just cause, just cause. Farmers walks. Yeah, farmer carries. You know why waste time? He puts the envelopes between his butt cheeks when he walks back. Before we get into it, uh, I just wanted to say that this week we're gonna—I'm gonna throw a bunch of uh, either-or stuff at you guys. So like, I'm gonna throw things at you, and I just wanna—I wanna hear. Oh, okay. So yeah. this is like a random, no point. This is going nowhere, but this is an either-or. And anybody that's listening, I, I, you know, I would love to hear the answers to their questions. So we got a too. random either-or episode. And anybody that's listening, he did not ex- describe it to us like this. He's like, hey. On the podcast today, I'm just gonna ask a bunch of questions, okay? And then, that's what he like, told okay. me. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, so it, it's gonna be like, a, well, it's gonna be like situational. It's gonna be very situational. But before that, we're gonna get into you know our weeks and then like Bush Lake Billy and stuff like that. Is that house down the street still for sale? The one on the corner there by the stop sign? No, they sold it. Yeah, they got a lot of money for that house. How much? I mean, it was like half a mil. Really? Yeah. That was a nice house. Yeah. You mean that little ranch, that brick ranch? Yeah. Really? You think that was worth a half a million dollars? Not half a million dollars. I just said it's a nice house. It is a nice house. I just can't believe house prices. I yeah, just can't believe it. They're absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, I've been recording for four minutes now. so I feel so bad for Dan Brod. He's got to go through. He's literally buying a house at like probably the worst time in the last 20 years. Yeah, this is a pretty bad time. Yeah. Yeah, this... It, I mean, the next worst time than this is probably the mid-2000s and then like... The late seventies, early eighties. That was the worst time. Yeah. Interest rates were like twenty percent and stuff. You mm-hmm. know. So it could be worse. Anyway. How was your perfect week off? Oh man. How was work this week, suckers? You, you know? look well rested. I do I feel well rested. I got a lot you know what, believe it or not, like every day I got to do for most for the most part I got to do something fun. But then like there was a lot of work involved too. So we did do it. I don't know if you guys saw like but like the stairs are there's these panels. There's, they should be somewhere down here, but I got to still put those up. We worked out in the yard a lot. And, yeah, the you know. place looks nice. Thanks. You got out on the boat. Got out on the boat. Got out on the boat a lot. Didn't do very good. Crappy and a small mouth, but, you know. Yeah, yeah on the did, board. I did learn some value inf- valuable information on a potential record muskie, though. It's as much as we're going to say about that. Yeah, but don't go into too much detail. We might have located a record muskie. I'm not going to tell you what kind of record, but... A record musky. Better than testing trucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Better than working on trucks uh, for you know second shift for uh, utilities. I was know? just say, I was saying this today at work. It was like, well, I worked six days this week. I worked today too. All six of those days were gorgeous. Yeah. Tomorrow Sunday we have off. Yeah, I know. It's going to be windy and rainy all day and miserable, and then possibly snow on Monday. It's yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Good day one, to go back to work. Yeah, one day off and it's going to be rainy and crappy all day. The world's going to hate me for this, but I was walking around the day and I'm thinking to myself. I kind of miss when it was forty. Uh, so that, that's what like uh, I mean. So Evan came over. I was on daddy duty today. Smoked a tri tip, you know. Uh, but I was telling him. I said, "Is fifty five degrees really that bad? I mean, is it really that bad? Because like it was eighty, and it was nice to be in a t shirt. But it was also it was hot. Yeah, the house is warm. You know, it's just culture shock from what we've been having. You know. Oh yeah, I like like sixty two. That's my ideal temperature, sixty two and sunny. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, if, if I have to be outside all day in a hoodie, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, that's fine with me. There was one day I was driving home, and it was 70 degrees and, like, no wind. And I'm thinking, like, this is perfect weather. Yeah. Like, legitimately, this is perfect weather. This morning when I left at whatever time I left, 5, um, five no, about 5.30, um, that was perfect. It was, yeah, about 70. It was uh, kind of like a – it was almost chilly, but it was still 70 degrees. It was nice out. Oh. Perfect. I went for. I woke up at six o'clock and I went for a three mile run this morning. It was like perfect running conditions. It was like warm enough to not have cold hands when you start. Yep. You know, wear shorts and you're not. You know, but it was it was cool enough to where 
you're not sweating like uncontrollably. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was a great morning. Was the light was low, there. low light, you know. I get a weird kick out of sweating uncontrollably. I, I do too when it can be controlled quickly. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like when I'm in, when I'm working in the yard, I like to see how nasty it can get, but I know I can cool off quick, you know. But when you're working in the yard, everything sticks to you. That's the one, that's the one time I don't like to get real that's sweaty. That's what, yeah, I hate mowing the grass when I'm real sweaty. It's all over you. It's, but there's yeah. times at work, we got to wear the big heavy jeans and stuff. And it's like, it's so hot that you just don't want to do anything, yeah. you know. Um, but anyway, Pat, I want to hear about, Pat was almost, he's this close to being successful today on a turkey hunt. Really? Do Very, tell. No. Did, did you send the Snapchat to him or no? No, I, I only, I, I wanted to get back at it. So I clicked you and Dan because you were right at the top and away I went. I, I, I meant to send it to Caitlin, yeah, her so mom. You tell the story. This was, this was cool to actually see somebody you know doing this. So, so I get out there and I'm on two hours of sleep, but I get out there and man, I'm on a mission. So I go to my first spot. I go to my number one spot and I go call nothing. And then I'm I'm just I'm hustling around, and then I don't know, maybe like a mile and a half later, I just stop. I stop all the time, but I stop, and I I, I heard like a like a you know off in the distance. But I it was one of those things like, did I imagine that? Like that's what the thought running through my head is like, did I imagine that? Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I heard a dude hitting his hen call, like meow, 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 you yeah, know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, whoa, there's a hen around. And no, they see this dude over there. I wave at him. And I go over and I ask him, like, hey, did you gobble? He's like, I'd never gobble out of here. He's like, I don't even know how to gobble. But I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <coughs> so he turns out he was chasing uh, a couple of Jakes and uh, a Tom. And this Tom, he was right up just west of me. Do you know he, what a Jake and a Tom is? Yeah, Jake. Jake's a bait or a little Little turkey, like right? an adolescent, right, Pat? <laughs> yeah, almost like a almost like a young teenager. Yeah, and a tom is a full big bird. I assumed you knew that just because I feel like outside of hunting you'd still know that, but I just thought I'd, you know. Yeah, well, somebody... I, I also I also watch hunting shows, so. Well, I figured just you being an animal nerd, you know. <laughs> I love if you need you... a minute, Pat? No, I'm good. I love how I'm the 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 podcast nerd. Yes, you are the podcast nerd, but. Uh, no, the other reason why I want to clarify that, I made it seem like you were the victim I was picking on, but it's actually for people like Kel that would be like, I wonder what that is. You oh, know? Jake so, sounds cute. The Jake sounds cute. You're not going to shoot a Jake, are you, Pat? I could see, I could picture <laughs> that conversation. Yeah, but it'd just be like, you know, they should call him like a Tommy and a Tom, you know, because like a Jake turns into a Tom. But anyway, it's a joke. Well, like a baby not turkey. A very funny one. Tom, Dick, and Harry. Is it Tom, Dick, and Harry? Are you sure you don't need a minute? You sure are choking to death over there. No, I just got something in my throat. I don't know what the hell <laughs> no, it was. Drink a bush light. It washes it down. Yeah. By the way, I'm not you. allowed to buy this anymore. I've been forbidden to buy. She was super pissed last week when we were talking about that. And she goes, you're not seriously still buying bush light, are you? And I said, I, I was. I said, I didn't really care. She says, she sent me a screenshot of something she found. She goes, these are the brands you're not allowed to buy. <laughs> oh, she she texted me when you come over. It's the Miller podcast. It's it's Miller Light Billy or whatever. And I'm like, what? No, what? Yeah, Jim's no. not allowed to buy Bush Light. I'm like, okay, well, Jim. She not was super. Mad We're gonna about call that. it Kelsey Miller Light Corner. Yeah, and she wanted to. She wanted to. She might even. She was talking about doing a Kelsey's Corner, so you could be there, so you and her can go off the rails on all that stuff. But, oh man, I I listen to that. I listen about it every day, and 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 the more you hear about the real stuff behind it, the more ridiculous it gets. Anyway, back to your turkey hunt. So I want to hear more because that was exciting. That was the closest you got. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, so this guy's off in the distance. So I kind of hide behind a tree and I'm just kind of sitting there, you know? Yeah. And he, I'm talking to him. Like he's coming towards me. I'm talking to him, you know? And every time I, I would go, you know? And I'm like, here we go. You know, here we go. So I was sitting up against a tree. I realized that I was in a bad spot. I couldn't shoulder my shotgun. I was like practicing my shot. And I, I don't know if my right shoulder was dipped, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it right. You know, you I'm not close, standing though. there. You're figuring something out because this is what your third year doing this. Yeah. And you didn't even get gobbles the first two. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if, if you don't get gobbles and you don't start learning about stuff, it's like all of those years, that wasn't experience. There well, was it, nothing to get experience. It'd be right. like if you were fishing in a puddle. You wouldn't. You would still know nothing about fish. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, success is accumulated. Like you know, for instance, like let's say we just went viral with our podcast. All of a sudden, it'd be like, yeah, an overnight sensation that took 
a year and a half, two years to get going. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. almost two years, isn't it? It's almost two years. And we're, we're, we're just haven't grown that much, you know, but that's okay. You guys like doing it. I like doing it, you know? So yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried that I overcalled towards the end. Like as he was coming in, I kind of overcalled. So then, um, got excited. Did you? So then he, I started hearing him getting further away and then all of a sudden it stops and I'm thinking, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm walking that way. Screw it. You know, it took my, took my decoy. I started hopping over there. Walk 50 yards, call, nothing. Walk 50 yards, and all of a sudden they hear, oh, like, like if you were to like whisper it in my ear, and I'm like, whoa, you know? Yeah, and he's close. So I hit it again, and I hear, oh, you know? And I can't gobble worth the crap, but anyway. <laughs> I think you're doing just, a great job. I, I think you're doing a great job, but the, the funny thing is I just like how animated you are with a story, yeah. <laughs> you know? You give me the sounds. You don't just say, and then he gobbled back. Yeah. No, no, and then he went, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then I, I think after that <laughs> second gobble, I think I moved too fast, and I didn't hear a gobble for the rest of the day after that. Ah, spooked him. Either. And but it's so thick in there, and you can attest. This oh yeah, jam. it's so thick in there that he could have been. Were you on the river thirty bank? yards? Or, um, I was. Picture the parking lot. Yeah. And the west side, and then. Like I was, I was like in the exact middle of that, and then the exact middle between the river oh, so and the road. You weren't on the riverbank then. No, I was probably maybe six hundred yards off the riverbank. If you went to my spot, you would have shot a turkey today. But you I went down to your spot. Did you? Yeah. I just I told him the one time a, a turkey jumped out. I'm sitting there deer hunting. Turkey walked out. One lonely turkey, real slow, came out, looked around, went back in the woods, came back with like ten turkeys. If that ever say, happens again, put an arrow in him, and I got a tag for him in the fall. So I'll text you first, but we could definitely do that. Turkey hunting's easy, man. You just see him on the side of the road. I mean, I don't know what you get all decked oh, up for. Just go, dude. Caitlin's I parents are like, "Hey, what's what's so hard about turkey hunting? I just could just tell up. you where they are. You can come shoot them." I'm like, "That's not not what, even I, shoot them. You just walk up to them and pop them on the head with a hammer. Like that. They're just big birds." And I was going to say the same thing. With I just need a shopping cart. And as I'm walking by, I reach down and grab, you know, so many pounds of it. This was cool, know? though. The, the actually, like, feeling like you're communicating with an animal, that was that. Yeah, that was I legit. imagine that would be pretty That was pretty legit. cool. I was so excited. I was texting Dan, like, this is amazing. You know, you should be here. But uh, he's he's moving, so he's super busy right now. Where's he moving? Well, can you tell me? Northwest suburbs. Oh, okay. He, 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 they didn't get a place yet. So no, this is like, a temporary arrangement. I know, like the area he's looking at. Man, what a terrible time! What a yeah. terrible time! Yeah. To my buy. heart goes out to him. But, but what do you do? You need a place to live. Yeah, you know, you just what you do is you get settled in on a place that you really like. You bite the bullet. You do it for now, and then when everything comes back, you refinance. That's yeah. your best option right so now. That's the only that's way to the do only it. Play you know? in the book right now. And the I, other thing too, because the market's so crap right now, that he you might get a better pick at a better place. Any idea what interest rates are right now? Uh, last I heard was seven percent. Seven. Well, last time I refinanced, I'm at like three. You know, I'm at. I just went through my mortgage stuff. I'm at like four point two five. Oh, you didn't refinance with the low point, did you? No, it was already. I had only bought or I only owned for a year or so. I know, but like, I think that I think refinance and save me three or four hundred dollars a month on interest. Yeah, two point seven five. But I got a fifteen year. Um. So is that is that it for your turkey hunt pay that you want to talk about or what? Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, I think the weather's going to be crap for the next two days. If it's storming tomorrow morning, I I am going to waste the gas. I know this week was beautiful. Like so, like we're recording a Saturday after that beautiful week we just had. But it is April. It is a rainy month. We're used to sixty degrees, and this was just a freak week. But that's why I had an extra week that I was allowed to take. I saw the weather coming, Texas Cal. I am so glad I chose this week. Because next week was my other option. You played it. Like, no, you picked the perfect week. You played man. it absolutely perfect, man. You really you did. It, I, if, if I was you and I took two weeks in a row, I'd have been kicking myself this week. Um, today was also my first day ever being on strict daddy duty for more than like 40 minutes at a crack. This is the first time since the baby was born. Cal spent more than like 40, 45 minutes away from the baby at the time. How'd you do? First time. He slept the whole time. Cal's like, did he miss me? I said, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you were gone? Um... But anyway, do you got a bushlight billies this week? Or I'm going to do something on the smoker tomorrow. I don't. I've I've been too busy with work, man. I haven't done anything. The one thing he was a little apprehensive about, and you could you could attest to this too. But like I've been getting into smoking, and I just want to I just want to give Bill credit where credit is due. But he is my main resource of what do I do? He was mine as well. So still is mine. 
So like, for instance, let me just say how he bailed me out this weekend, not bailed me out, but just, just got me like, you know, I'm all over the place and he straightened me up, you know, but I, so I really wanted to do, because my favorite thing you ever cooked was that tri-tip. And I know everyone says the poor man's brisket, yada, yada. I don't see pound for pound. I don't see how it's a poor man's anything, you know, no, pound no, for you pound. can call it like Chuck Gross. You can make a poor man's brisket, but I, I love tri-tip. I think it, I prefer it more like the cook it like a steak, you know, where it's like 130, 135. So up, than, go ahead. Up to this point, the only thing I've smoked is a shoulder, right? Right. So I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a lot like a shoulder just with beef kind of thing. And so I'm looking at recipes and everyone goes to 115 degrees and then they sear it. You know, they heat the grill back up. I got that egg so I can get that thing nuclear hot and uh, burn it, burn it, and then you're done. I'm like, wait a second. I thought this was like an all-day smoking event, you oh. know? Because I was on seared at 115. So uh, here, I'll get to it. So I'm looking up recipes. And I'm like, smoking a pork shoulder on an egg, you know? And with, that's what they did. 115, done. I'm like, man, this is going to take like an hour. I thought I, was, I bought this thing and I thought it was going to be an all-day smoke. So I called Bill. I said, does this sound right? He goes, yeah. He says it is. He goes, otherwise it's called a, what was it? They do the, you do it as a Triscuit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You've, you've definitely explained that on the podcast before. So you still break down the fat when you like smoke it for stupid long, you know, but it ends up more like a brisket than anything. I was about so, to say that that had more of a steak texture than a brisket texture. Definitely. But definitely. it tasted like a, like a brisket. So yeah. that's exactly what I did. I, I heated it up. It only took like an hour at 260 to 270 degrees. I was able to keep that thing today. Yeah. Had and a super good charcoaly taste on the outside too. So that you know what that is actually from is I used he got me these mesquite blocks. So I put six mesquite blocks in there, and that thing, dude, it reeked up. Like I, my shirt smells like the mesquite blocks. No kidding. That's how much smoke came off of those. So you're actually taking tasting mesquite wood on on that. Hmm. But yeah, it only took like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, that don't take very long. How big was it? Uh three point six four pounds. But I bet you I trimmed off at least a pound of fat. Yeah. At least I, I had a little the little plate. I had a mound thing full of fat on that because it was a fat on tri-tip, which I didn't know that there was a fat off tri-tip, you know? Well, yeah, you can get, well, you can get them trimmed. You give them to the butcher and they'll trim it for you if you want. It's all learning for me. But it, but the biggest thing with Bush Life Billy is like I told him, I said, maybe you should talk about how you're like mentoring me in cooking. He's like, I'm not mentoring you in cooking. Well, I'm like, well, I look up a recipe and then I call you to verify that this information <laughs> five other guys said is correct, is correct. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's all about right. So Go but, look up how to smoke a chicken. You'll get 50 different versions of how people do it. I mean, there's there's so many different methods to it. Like a pork shoulder, you can't mess up a pork shoulder. Like it's impossible. Like I mean, maybe if you left it on the smoker for like four days, then maybe. But I mean, you just can't screw it up. It's always gonna be. I left my last one on the stall for way too long. Yeah. And then I got impatient at the end, so I pulled it uh, like 15 degrees too early. Yeah. All right, let's move into this either or thing because I'm kind of excited about this. Evan was over today, keep me company when I was on daddy duty, and he came up with a couple of them. I'm gonna start you guys off with like uh, basic ones. So I'll take one if you do. You got any extras or no? Yeah, I brought six. You don't want one, Pat? You had a whole day of hunting. This is a hunting man's beer at the end here. No, I, I, I my... after this I gotta go. I, I gotta look for campsites and stuff. Where? Um, well, I, I thought I'd be able to camp at the one right near the where I was hunting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, no, you know what I told you that didn't I? I th- yeah, I didn't think it would be open that. But mm-hmm. it, we're, we're, so what? You got to drive back down there. You're saying? Well. It, I would like to go camping. I'd like to. Oh, tonight? Yeah. Oh, dude, you got terrible weather moving in. Terrible weather moving yeah, in. Like, we'll talk about it after the podcast. But anyway, so let's do this. Uh, let's just start off with a basic one. So the first one I have is Do you prefer soft plastics or crankbaits? And then specifically, specifically when you're talking about that, think of bass, walleye, crappie, et cetera. So. For Wait. different so for different fish, if you had to pick one right now to fish for everything, what would it be? White maps. White maps. So not a soft plastic. Or, or a yeah. crankbait. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, I guess, or a crankbait, yeah. So, um, but, I mean, would you would you fish with a soft plastic or a crankbait? If, if, you, if they said you get to choose one, everything else is getting thrown out, what would it be? I know you're not looking for this long of an answer, but this last year, I had more success with crankbaits than I've ever had in my life. I'm 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 a crankbait guy. I'd take I'd be like, all right, goodbye, soft plastic. That's an easy cho- choice. But if for me. you would have asked me before last year, I would have said, oh, soft plastics all day. Crankbaits suck. But I'm I'm like all about crankbaits now. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag. If if I'm river, soft plastics. If I'm lake, crankbaits. Yeah, I prefer crankbaits as well. But I will say that I think soft plastics are more versatile. Like, I can just 
I, I can throw on a quarter ounce jig in a river and be able to, you know, dredge the bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? With a crankbait, it's, you, you know, you just get washed River, if, especially real current, like, you know, above two miles an hour, three miles an hour current, that crankbait's kind of a pain, especially when you're going cross current. If you're going straight downstream, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, even upstream's not a big deal, but it's just coming at you. Or quicker. throwing into some brush. You yeah. Know. Um, so with that, would you guys rather fish artificial or live bait? Artificial. artificial. All day. Okay, so is that true for crappie? Okay, so no. It, it depends on what you're fishing. Would I ra- what would I rather do? All day I would fish with artificial. He's got all these caveats. Well, it, he's just asking, would you rather fish with live bait or... No, or you hate when I throw a wrench in it, huh? No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fine. I... But then he's yeah, crappie. If you're pan fishing though, you just go with wax worms. You pay I don't know what they go for these days, but back in my day they went for like a buck fifty. Yeah, I don't know like anymore anyway. And you got two years worth of them and <laughs> You did. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah, now all of a sudden they're moths in your refrigerator downstairs. But uh I, that's the way to go. Now well, you I get a lot just, of little okay, ones. So let's say you're going on a serious walleye fishing trip and you can only pick live bait or artificial. What are you picking for? I'm not real well versed in walleye, but let's say you know enough. You know enough to know what I'm talking about. So then I'd probably go with live bait in that scenario. Okay, live, live bait. Like so, but then that changes when it comes to smallmouth. There's no way I'm using live bait for smallmouth. Absolutely, Correct. it's just not. It's just not going to be what I no. do. Musky, same thing. You know. Well, I was just curious. So like. When, it, when you start thinking about those things, it's like, oh, artificial, because I'm with you. I'll take artificial all day. But it's like, well, what about crappie fishing with a, in the sticks with a bobber? Ooh. Ooh, that throws a wrench in things, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you'd never use soft plastics in that type of scenario. Generally speaking, I would prefer to fish with artificial. But if, if you put a gun to my head and said, you get one for the rest of your life, I'd be going with, you know, artificial. Oh, sure. yeah. Agreed. All same right. thing with probably the same thing now with crankbaits. All right, so now we're going to move into some still of your some different different uh, you know now that I kind of got you got the idea of what I'm going for, right? So you just hooked up your boat. You're you're going out fishing for the day, the weekend, whatever. You just hooked up your boat. You're going to check trailer lights. What's the first trailer light you check? Left, left. <laughs> it's always left. <laughs> yeah, you know why? Because you push the handle down. Yeah, you, well, I think it's because you're on that side. You can get a quick view. Yeah, you know, and then go to the right. But it's always left. You know. All right, so with that. Um, <laughs> when you you're that is okay, true. so you hook up the boat. You just checked your your trailer lights. All right. When you look inside the boat, there's no cover on the boat. When there's no, what is what is the what is something you're looking for when you're checking to make sure the boat's ready to go down highway speeds? Net. Net what? Seats down. I always that's just something I always notice whenever I look in the boat. I just look. Hey, the net's there. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about like for like like it's ready for travel because it's not gonna oh. fly out. Like what's cooler what's something lid. cooler lid? After that one time when the cooler lid flew off, hundred percent. Has that thing got a bungee on it this time? It better. I'm with Pat. The first thing I notice is the seats. The yeah. seats. If, they're, if they're you down. had seats up, I'd be like, no. Yeah. They're down you know. and facing the opposite way. But that's the so so okay. So after the seats, what makes you in your brain? You looked in that boat. You didn't think about it because it's just you know it's part of you. What's something? In that boat that says this thing's ready for travel, like what's something? What what is something you verified about that boat that says this is ready for travel? I'm only going off of my older boat scenarios, but uh, the cooler. What about the cooler? That it, you said when you look in the boat, what's something that's in the boat? You said this thing's ready for travel. The cooler. Well, like you look around, you're like, okay, uh, this is obviously packed away, so I don't have to put that away. Like, what's something you're looking for that might be left out that shouldn't be left out? Hmm. You know what? You find, maybe that's a bad question. Maybe I'm not asking. Maybe that was a bad what, thing. What was? Up. What's your answer? My answer is uh, anything lightweight. So I look and it's like, oh, you, know, yeah. you know what? You know what the threshold of lightweight is that I always ask myself: Is this going to fly out of the boat? What if I had, if you had to pick one thing that's on that that border? This might fly out going down the road. What would you pick about that boat? That has been fine being left out, but we've put it away for the same complaint. Can you think of anything? Um lures no I, I usually put the lures away but no. i mean i've seen like spinner baits and stuff left there and they've they've survived you know eight hour trips up north. that's true net. that's true but they also have not for not the net because the net always lays on the bottom so here i'll just tell you is the the rope the pull rope for when you're launching yeah so there's so many times where i'm like ah, i'll throw that in a cabinet and then there's other times like right now i left it out you know yeah it'll probably be okay but you generally but you can see it. that you can see a little piece of it like 
flying around back yeah. there. So like, so pretty much like I'm looking for anything lighter than a boat rope is, okay. yeah. you know, is about hmm. like a life jacket. You oh, know, life jackets. Yeah. Life jackets going to fly out. You know, I throw all those in the back of the truck. underneath I, the new, I'm a big fan of my sham wows. You know, make sure the shamwas are all put away. Yeah. You know, or whatever yeah. you call those things. You know, so Shamus. I don't know. It's just like the little things you look at. So pretty much the boat rope is like the heaviest, lightest thing I'll leave out. And yeah, anything the else. The heaviest or the yeah, heaviest, lightest allowable thing to be not packed all right. away. I always take that and throw it in a cabinet. I don't. So with that being said, how long? So you, you get off on the highway. You're going fishing for the weekend. Okay. You're taking off. You're now on the highway. How long are you on the highway before you're looking at the boat every three seconds to make sure something didn't fly out? How far? 15 feet. 15 feet? Really? I look at the boat the whole damn time. Oh, so you know, like I start relaxing after about two miles. I'd oh, you mean where miles. you, yeah, how far do you get before you stop looking at it so much? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, were you really like, man, did I get everything, did I get everything taken up? Nah, probably about 15 miles for me. Yeah. 15 miles? Yeah. You're talking about halfway home, you'd be worried about stuff flying out of that boat. Halfway home? Yeah. You're about, that's about halfway for you, isn't it? Uh, oh, you mean halfway home from here? Yeah. From here. Yeah, makes complete sense. Yeah. You take off on the highway here. When you're gonna be you're gonna be all the way up by Bass Pro Shops by the time you get done looking. Yeah. By the time my brain says, Hey, we don't care about this anymore. What I've only you? I've only towed a boat a handful of times, but yeah, it's usually about yeah, three, four miles. Yeah, there's this bridge up here that I've lost a few things on in the boat, and I always seem by the time I, I, I get to this bridge, if I'm not stopping on that bridge again, it just happens to be where I stopped. It's happened twice. If it's if I make it past that bridge without something flying out, I'm probably good. You know? Yeah. Um. All right. So with the new boat, I can't see crap in it anyway. So, and so if you guys think of anything as we're going along, just spit it out because like this is all this is some random stuff I got. Okay. You know, I didn't because I was I was going to text you. What are we talking about this week? If we we're going to do a verses, and we keep going with verses, but I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to surprise these guys with a random thing that just like shock their memory. Yeah, we'll the take brain, a break you know? from the verses. Yeah, you didn't. The, you uh, didn't ask me. Hey, what should we talk about on the podcast? No, because no, I started I started writing this down. Okay, huh. so now you, you you're safely arrived at your boat launch. What is the first task? You get out, what is the first task you do for the boat? What is the very first thing you do? For me, I feel wheel bearings. It's a mechanic thing. You do that? You do that before you go in the water? Yeah. Oh, I never do that. I do that. At, that's the first thing I do at rest stops. Get out. And uh, usually when I got Bill with me, I, I just gas up because he's checking a wheel bearing. No, like long trip. You get to the lake and you're like, Ugh. I get out and I'm like kind of like stretching my back. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go check wheel bearings. Now, see, for me, the first thing I do is uh, I go to the back of the boat. And then I start taking off the left strap, the uh, uh, transom saver, right strap. And I come back, unhook the safety chain, and hook up the pull rope. For me, it's transom saver first. Before straps, the tie downs? Straps and then. Uh, boat plug, too. Boat plug's in there somewhere with the motor, probably I, with the transom the saver. Bo- the boat plug is step two, five, nine, fifteen. Actually, <laughs> <Okay, so> the <laughs> boat plug is I put it in. I do everything else. I start walking. I make it to like the front third of the boat. Did I put the boat plug in? Let me go check that. Yeah. So I go back and I check that. You and know. you know what's weird about the new boat? You can't like be like, oh, I'm just going to look. Nope. It's either in or it's not. You oh, know? Yeah. No, there's no seeing from inside the boat. There's no seeing. You can only put it in from the outside, you know. But so what's the first? Bill, you've, you've launched a million boats with me. So like you're, you've done this a million times. What's the first thing when you jump out? What's the first thing you do? Trailer straps. That's except, the first thing. That's the first thing I do, except for when we launched at the displays that one day, because I hadn't launched a boat in like two years. Man, I'm wondering why this thing won't get off the trailer. Jim's like, "Did you pull the straps off?" <laughs> <laughs> now, see, with my Alumacraft, there's a lot of things I have to do to get it out of road mode. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta hook up batteries and mount trolling motors, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All oh, right, yeah, so, trailer straps for me. And I do pretty much all of that. So actually, transom saver would be number one for me if we're talking about That's stuff. odd, usually, because I kind of like do a circle, and like that's in the middle of other things. The only reason know? that's ingrained in me is because you got, on my Alumacraft, you have to do the transom saver before you do the other strap. Oh, okay. I just kind of run through a mental checklist. Okay, Jim, Jim got that transom saver. Okay, yeah, now I'll hook up the, you know, uh, you still, pull uh, rope. And- you still unhook trailer lights? 
I do, yeah. I do too. It's just an old habit. I don't think you need to, but it's uh, it's like, uh, why well, mess with it? You know. I, I remember being a kid at the boat launch, and I would be. I one day I realized nobody disconnects their lights. No, nobody does. That's a that's a thing Dad taught us when we were little, and we've been doing for twenty some years. And that know? was when incandescent bulbs would be glowing red by the time you got there, <laughs> and, and then you dunk them in water, degrees. and they all break. But <laughs> now it's like uh, they're LEDs. They're made to do that. The guy they're, designing the boat's like, nobody's going to disconnect this thing. They're waterproof. Yeah, yeah. They're they're meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. They drive through the rain, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> all yeah, right. So it's, that, it's, it's an old uh, wives' tale at this point. All right. So I got one more serious one, and then these get a little bit more ridiculous. Okay. Okay. I thought we were on the silly ones. No. No. Okay. We were not on the silly ones. Uh, all right. So now your boat is in the water. Everything went good. You go and you park the trailer in the trailer parking spot, okay? And you go to lock your truck. How many times do you check your locks before you are now safely walking to the water, verifying your truck is locked? I'm going to say two to three times for me. I, anytime I get out of my vehicle or I'm going into a store or something, it's always beep, 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 beep. It's always three. But you ever, me, you ever make it? Phone keys, wallet, phone keys, wallet, phone keys, wallet. But you ever make it halfway to the boat and you're like, did that lock my truck? You never done that? Well, I make it half. I, I do it, you know, going to work. Did I lock my truck? And then you look back and you see the lights blinking. Okay, yeah, it's locked. So how many times do you how many times do you verify before you, you three times? About three, yeah. I have this weird uh like mental thing. Um I never lock my doors from the inside of my truck. It's just one way to prevent you locking your keys in your truck. So I never lock them from inside. So for me to lock the doors, I gotta have the key in my hand and I gotta hit the button. Agreed. Yeah, I don't I don't do it any other oh, way. Oh yeah, definitely. But I'm talking about like how many times it do you hit that button just one time? Oh no, like like seven. Yeah. I like, yeah. like I do it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that's what you were asking. The first five saying, times like, didn't take. Better do it two more. At first, I was like, he means the trailer lock, right? And then, oh wait, no, he means the tailgate, right? But then, yeah. All right, so now we're gonna get on some more ridiculous ones. All right, so now your your boat's in the water. You're fishing for the weekend. Okay, would you rather have an experienced girlfriend, experienced fishing girlfriend? Oh. All right, or a new guy. So a new a new male to fishing. Some somebody you know from work, somebody you know from wherever. It's a dude. Would you rather have an experienced female or a new dude fishing? That's a that's a weird question. I've I mean, never had an experienced female, so I would say experienced female because it would be like a new. If thing. she's experienced, it, she's it, just like yeah, having a dude true. in the boat. Yeah, it's just like the, she'll know what to do, and you won't have to worry about it. But on the other hand, it's like. You'd kind of want to show somebody, you know, hey, it's it's kind of fun to teach people. It's kind of annoying. I guess it it's depends a, kind of on the mood. It definitely depends on the mood. I was going to say that definitely depends. Do you feel like teaching today or do you feel like fishing today? Right, if, you if you're in one of those situations where you're like, hey, I got to be home by four, so you just got to shut your mouth, you know, because I need to get to fishing, you know, like that, that would change things a little bit. Yeah. But. All right, so like I asked Evan this earlier because I was running through this list. I'm like, things like this, you know, can you think of anything? And we, he's got a couple on her. But uh, he said, dude, all day. I want the dude. I'm like, why? He says, because then you get to do dude things. You get to drink beer. You get to grill. He says, it's not about the actual fishing. It's about everything else that goes with fishing. That's why he wants the, the dude with. Not I, the, would do, I would do that with the girl around. Uh, I don't know. You think about how gross we Maybe can get. Maybe not farting. But, but that's what I mean. Like you think about how gross we get on a trip. You yeah. know, you're kind of like you know covered in crumbs, and you're you know. Wait, that getting, was on a trip or just on your boat? Like on a on a fishing weekend. So you're gonna go up fishing for you know Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. That oh, changes everything. Yeah, yeah. That changes. You made it sound like we're going out on the boat for three hours. Like, would you rather have? An I thought I said for the or... weekend, didn't I? Maybe I did. No, no, I thought I did. Uh but that changes everything. No, dudes all day. Yeah, over a female. Yeah, because especially if you're not like. You know what if I what if I said the female is absolutely beautiful? Now what would you say? Would you still go with the the dude that looks like me? Well, I'm gonna be like, so this female is gonna have to watch me slam three brats. <laughs> That's what I mean. So you like, <laughs> so I uh, and the other thing too, the bathroom is but five feet away from everybody when you're using it. So oh yeah, you know. So the only reason why I'm going to say the dude is because me and Callahan have these things. Like the reason she'll go fishing with me when the time's right. But for the most part, it's a thing that I do to break away from everything, refresh and come back. So that's why I would choose the dude. I kind of agree with Evan. Dude things, grilling, drinking beer, smoking cigars, 
farting, yeah. burping. I don't know. You know scenario gross. dependent. Scenario dependent. Sometimes. Not showering for three days. You know, yeah. things like that. I don't know. I try and shower That's every true. day on a on a fishing trip just to wash the sun off of you. you yeah, know? the biggest thing is if it's hot. The sun, yeah, definitely. Man. Definitely if it's hot. All right, so now here's a good way of putting that bill. Yeah, just to get this. Yeah, I don't know. You just kind of need a refresh, you know. All right, so now here's a serious one. This one's serious, all right? You're on your fishing trip now, okay? I feel like, why why do I feel like this is not serious? Right, yeah. Would you rather do no beer or no meat on your fishing trip? (laughs) I know Bill's like, like, I know Bill's going to start twitching. Like, I'll take, no, wait, no. I'll take, no, wait, no. So so I know Pat's gonna take no no beer, you know, yeah. because he's just he's one of these like uh crusaders against alcohol. You know? uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I I love having like whenever I go fishing, like I'm gonna be on the boat all night, uh I like having dark beer right around dusk. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, nah. I'm gonna start bring, every time we do the podcast. I'm gonna start bringing you a Guinness so I get them out of my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna drink them. Hey, do you know Guinness has less alcohol than these things? What's the percentage on these? Like 4%. 4.5, I want to say. 4.5. Anyway, know. back to the question. No beer or no meat? You're on an entire fishing trip, and you cannot have no beer or no can, meat. Can I stay home? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, man. I'm okay. Uh, uh, honestly, no Bill, meat, no I think... No beer make Bill go crazy. <laughs> I'd probably go no beer, honestly, because I don't. I eat a lot of meat, and... Like, See, I, I, you'd guess the, I guess the exact opposite. I said Bill would take no meat. I think he would go three days without eating so he can have his beer the whole time. I, I, well, I mean, I, that's another thing, too, is like I'm starting to think to myself, what would I eat if I didn't eat meat on a fishing trip? Because that's... Well, it would be 90, a handful of chips and a, you know, a few cookies. And, it's uh, 95% of my solid food consumption on fishing trips is like... Burgers. Burgers, bacon, brats. Yeah, there's just like a... Well, when you go fishing with us, there's just like a tray of meat out on the table. <laughs> and everybody's just like... Have your some. meats. Get some meats. Yeah. Yeah, so like I, I knew you'd be torn as hell with that question. I do love drinking beer on fishing trips, but I've been on plenty of fishing trips where we really didn't drink too much beer. So I'm gonna go uh, no beer. I'm going no meat. Going no meat. I'm going no meat because like, uh, well, you you can you can be vegan and stuff. I'm right? not. It's not that. It's just that we don't eat enough as much as we drink. Or we don't eat as on often occasions as we have beers. He can put peanut butter on a tortilla and eat that just fine for days and days and days. And He's days right. And days. I can. I can no, live, I, I know. Yeah. I could live. I can live on peanut butter banana sandwiches probably for a good month without complaining. Or right, a oh. twelve pack of Entenmann's. I even had those. For everybody listening, I have not had a donut since 2009. It is now 2023. I have not had a donut since. Not a single donut? Not one donut since 2009. Wow. I have not had one donut since 9 a.m. So 2009 is, if you remember, 2009 is when I kicked off my big, big diet. Yeah. And so I had to start cutting things out. You kind of didn't tell anybody. You just started doing it. Yeah, it's kind of how I like to do things because then you yeah. get to fail in silence. Like, oh, nobody realized I just yeah. I just failed horribly, <laughs> so I keep it quiet. But no, 2009, I went on a huge diet and I cut things out. And the first thing I cut out because I started the day with it was a donut or two. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting rid of that. The years went by, and here we are. How many, how many years is that? 14 years. 14. I didn't even know you took them that late in life. I thought you were done with that past like the age of 13. I used to go to Speedway every morning and get a donut. Huh. You know, I get a donut and a couple of monsters and I, I was off to work all day on that. You know, I have but, not had a donut since 4 14 2023. <laughs> What's the date today? Four, oh, 15, yesterday. 2023. Somebody brought in Fleckensteins. I had one with the little MMs on it. Those are nice. Hey, actually, uh, we are recording this on tax day. You guys are taxes done? No. Oh, you're screwed. So, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Lindsay. 87,000 IRS agents will be at your door. Yeah. The single guy who's all mortgages escrowed. And... Um, all right. So you're moving on. So we, we agree that we have no answer for that question. Agreed. Okay. So now here comes one that has nothing to do with the last one. And you'll, get, you'll see this has nothing to do with the last one. They're kind of, that's kind of over with now. When you're pulling up to a dock in your boat, all right, you're docking a boat. You're usually docking for me. I'm usually driving. You're usually docking for me, okay? Would you rather dock on the right or the left side of the boat? Just because I've been doing it so long now. Which side? I would. So, dock would be on port side. So, off the left-hand side of the boat would be the dock. Left-hand side of the boat? Yeah. Okay. Bill? Which one? You're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna rope up for me. You're going to tie us up. Which one would you rather be, right or left side? Maybe it doesn't matter, you know? It's uh, it, if I'm 
just doing it in my head, I I would just say right side. I mean, it's got really no preference. It's just if I if you, you know why I think it's the right side, I'm gonna tell you why because I'm just gonna say right side too because I'm right handed. That could be. I was gonna say because every time you have a trolling motor, it's dangling off the left corner, so you're really you always watching the left. You you don't want to bash the trolling motor head off a dock, so yeah. you have a lot less things on the right side of a boat typically than you do the left side. My whole yeah. thing, it's like I'm facing that way because the tiller steer. So. Yeah, I've always worried about the motor off, whatever you're docking up on. Yeah. So, I haven't been in the new boat yet, so I, have, I don't have a feel for it. You you could park your boat down a bottle that is only an inch wider than that, and you would never hit it. <laughs> it's still something you're thinking about. You're like, man, I hope I don't break that motor off the deck. You know. Meanwhile, me, I've been controlling a, a trolling motor that the controls are exactly opposite of my big motor. Oh, because, no. Because like, you know, the Mercury has <laughs> yeah. that shifter on it. So you've been doing this all day, and I've run the trolling motor ninety nine percent of the time, right? Yep. So it's it's backwards. It's exact opposite. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're throttling. <laughs> so you're up. in neutral, and all of a sudden you have this moment like, which way do I go? You have two <laughs> seconds to decide, you yeah. know, like. And uh, so what? I, sometimes I go the wrong way, and then my dad's like, "Why would you do that?" You know, <laughs> and <laughs> you go the wrong way because. You're used to the trolling motor. <laughs> like when you bashed up against those two boats. No, that's because the no, motor kept dying. <laughs> no, I had this 1950-something Scott Atwater. I think it was 56. I think it was a 1956 Scott Atwater. And I was pulling up to the dock, and then you you know, you know, let off the throttle when you're pulling up to the dock. You don't go full board. Right. And then you let off the throttle. And you're like, <laughs> no. oh, no. He bashed into everybody's brand-new boat. Not once, but twice you but did that. Then I'm nervous about it, and I'm like, I gotta get away, You're right? Like I gotta yeah. get out of here. Yeah. And I start up the motor, and bang, it goes again. Because like those old ones, you could start them and like you start, start them forward. Yeah. Um. All right. So that answered yeah. that. Not really. All right. So now this this is true for hunting or fishing. All right. Would you take it windy and hot? We're still and cold. Which one would you rather have? Still and cold. Still and cold. Still yeah. and cold all day long. I think that, yeah, that, I figured that would be kind of unanimous. It, yeah. I, I remember the one time I was out working, and it was five degrees outside. And I get back in my truck, and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I thought it was supposed to be cold. It had to be like 20 degrees outside. Nope, five nope. degrees. And I was out there in a hoodie and jeans. No wind. Yeah. It, a boat ride changes that a little bit, you know, because yeah. it, be, it could be decently nice outside and be really cold because of that. But it could be 30 degrees outside and you're dressed all up. And after a while, you've just had enough. Yeah. All right. Would you rather bobber or bottom fish? No bobber. We got no indicator. Strike indicators is goofy fly fish. I love it. doing, I call them river rigs. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. River rigs go to three way yeah. shovels. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like bottom fishing myself. You've been I have pretty, not used you've been pretty successful at it. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't remember the last time I used a bobber. Yeah, um, just on the white bass run we did. But every yeah. time I use a bobber, it's a slip bobber for twenty five feet of water. So you probably could. The only reason why I like a bobber is because it gives you a little something to look at when you're waiting. You know, it's the only that's reason. true. Yeah, and you're not like sitting there, kind of like having one finger on your pole. Like, wait, was it? No, was it? I just like watching the rod. You know, you can kind of like see the rod, and it kind of gives a little, a little jiggle. And you're like, what is that? Ooh, what's what that? is that? What is that is a it? fish? Is we, it we a used nibble? to fish bullhead in the canal, and you could just sit there and just like kind of prop your rod up with one finger, and you'd feel it. Yeah. All right. So moving to home ownership kind of side of things, Ugh. you get on your lawnmower. All right. You first get on your lawnmower. Do you do the perimeter of your property and then do the rows like a farmer, like taking down the end rows, or do you just get right into doing rows and not worry about doing the sides? I always do perimeter. I, I don't always know do what perimeter. it is about me. I I always do the perimeter. I do rows. I do perimeter because uh, it gives me somewhere to turn around without having to cut that spot. Well, I do like a like my on well, my front. I have to do rows. I don't have you know that really much. I just do the rows. But you don't cut the outline of your front. No, no, because I've got four sections. You know, that's true. That's true. So, me, I go too much. You know, like I do it three times. Yeah, but on my in my backyard, I kind of cut one. I cut like maybe three passes to give me a place to turn around in and then I do rows. But I don't do the perimeter because well my backyard's kinda odd shaped anyway, so it's hard to do a, a real just, perimeter. It was just a random thing that I'm telling you, I, this is random stuff that popped in my yeah. head today. Sitting no, it's back. a good I mean it's a good like kind of gateway into how you I do always things. do the perimeter, sometimes twice, and then I can go back and forth up and down the rows and have a place to turn around that doesn't need to be cut. Yeah, because yeah, then I'd be messing up my turns like thinking about oh, wait, yeah, you gotta cut, cut it. Yeah. All right, so now you have wood. You have wood in your backyard. 
Would you prefer an axe or a splitter? You guys are both done in both. So you mean like a mall? Yeah. Or like an no, actual, like an like actual hy- splitter. I don't mind like a mall or a hydraulic splitter. Which one? Ooh, I would actually go hydraulic splitter. Bill? I'll answer because I enjoy the workout. Granted, when we used to help the one guy we used to help split wood, I'm not doing that with an axe. That, I guess was, it all depends on quantity. Yeah, if how you, much wood are we doing here? Are we well, doing, that's what I'm asking. So, you know. If, if, we're, if we're doing a, a, a extended quantity, hydraulic cylinder all day. But if I'm cutting up firewood for so what extended quantity, five wheelbarrows, is that extended or not? Five wheelbarrows of logs? Of logs. Yeah, that's extended. Yeah, that's I want extended. a hydraulic splitter. See, I want the axe. But I, I love I, splitting with an axe, but it's just it's just not nearly as efficient as doing it with a splitter. Oh, not at all. But I, 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 the only reason why I do it is for the workout. I, I enjoy the workout of it. You know, I love it. There's some. I, I love splitting wood with an axe. I I mean, I use them all. But which one do you guys like using more? You've used both because I know you've helped. Did you actually? Maybe you didn't help us split. I know you helped us put the wood away, but did you help us split twice? Uh, once. Okay, so which one? Which one do you like using? I like them all because if you bury the head, um, you're not sitting there, you know, for like five minutes. Yeah, I like using both. Both are interesting. I like know? I like the hydraulic splitter just because I like <laughs> I like when the you know things do the work for you. Oh, I, I like thought I thought you were asking in that last one, um, mall versus axe. Oh no, I'm talking about like you know, do you what's what's easier for you to do? I I would say. Th- for me to just go outside and break up some wood and grab the axe or the maul. Yeah. yeah. But to, yeah, but if you need like if you're breaking up just one or two logs, then yeah. But if some guy maul. comes over and says, Hey, I got this whole tree, I'd be like, Okay, well I do want That's to what I mean. go to bed so tonight. It, there's like different uses, but like yeah. I actually just like one log, I, I prefer I I mean even like a wheelbarrow or you know, however much I got because I got a bunch I split last year. But actually I, I enjoy the workout. I enjoy the Now if it's frozen, um I guess I wouldn't change things very much, but if it's frozen, I like using an axe because they just kind of go and they pop apart. Yeah, shatter. Yeah. All right, so now you got your wood split, right? When you're building a bonfire, we're going to sit around a bonfire. Are you using a TP style to light this or using the log cabin style to light this? So I use a modified hybrid version of... Ooh, the modified hybrid. So modified hybrid I get my... Pours gas all over it. Caveman <laughs> TV. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, 87 octane, baby. <laughs> nah, th- this isn't an official thing, but um, what I do is I make a log cabin on the outside with my thicker pieces, and then I TP the center with my little schnibbly twigs. Yeah, I do a version of that, but yeah. I, log cabin takes I'm a, off. I'm a log cabin kind of guy myself. No, right, so that was and an easy it, one. But it stays up, too. There's no balancing. Yeah, right. You know? All right, so you are going to be famous here in a minute, all right? So would you rather catch a world record walleye or a world record smallmouth? Which one would you rather catch the world record of? Walleye. I feel like there's way more attention around walleye than smallmouth. Yeah, walleye. I'd say walleye, too. I so like walleye. Mine, I, think I prefer it to be walleye because it's just more my style, but you will make a lot more money off of catching that smallmouth bass just because the bass industry is so big that you will you will get sponsorships and people will want that fish. You'll make more money off the huh. smallmouth, is my guess. Yeah, you probably would. I don't know. I like walleye, though. Now, this is well, a once stupid you get south question. Of, once you get south of about where we live, smallmouth don't exist like they do up here. Correct. You yeah. know? So, like, like all right, uh, a walleye. You know, you, you're you not going to catch walleye in Texas. No. You know? Catch, you might catch more. You'll catch, Definitely, they know more about smallmouth bass in Texas. They're not as populated, but they're there. But walleye are just kind of the northern half. So like you would you that's what I mean with sponsorships and making money you'd make probably make a lot more money off the smallmouth. Go ahead, Pat. I'm sorry. I'm not too into big sport bass fishing. Like I don't know enough about it. So like when you say bass fishing, I think of a bunch of yo guys like lifting up like largemouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, like whoever whoever failed out of NASCAR went into the professional bass. Uh, tournament thing, if you ask me. They the Bassmaster look, looks it looks like NASCAR. It does. They got the the jackets and the sponsorship <laughs> things all over. But, I just picture you know. like dudes with like bait casters. Probably shouldn't be using bait casters. Like with this little flipping lever, where they like all you do is you just you you flip it. You know. All like right, that's, that's what I think of. So you you have to exercise your dogs. Okay. Would yeah. you rather walk your dogs or would you rather take them to a park and whip a frisbee and let them run? Take him to a park, whip a frisbee, and let him run. They do easily. They enjoy that a lot more too than walking. Bill don't care. <laughs> Stupid question. Yeah, I don't have dogs. Obviously, well, I was looking at my dogs. Going for a walk, like 
if they pull, they you know it just sucks because then you're just sitting there like holding them back, and it you just kind of gets boring. All right. So, would you rather have a barking dog or a crying baby? Oh. It, obviously, oh. you could tell these questions came up as I was sitting there today because I had both of those going on. I had a shepherd barking at me, and I had a cry, baby crying at me. So I'm thinking, which one do I? Which one do I prefer? Did, does the baby crying ever get easier to tune out? Uh, yeah, I can tune everything out. You know, Cal could be sitting there telling me all about her week, and I could just be sitting there thinking about you know catching muskie or something. I'm gonna say barking <laughs> dog because you can generally control barking dog. You can you know yeah, but a crying baby, a you're like, or... is he dying? Is he is he unhealthy? You can't is tell he... a baby to shut up either. Yeah, you know? right. That's like saying, hey, I would you rather the- get shot in the face or in the forehead? <laughs> I, I, would, like, well. I would take the barking dog, though. Um, all right. So now you're going to go exercise, right? Would you rather run a 5K or bike 50 miles? 50 miles. In one? Five zero right what, now. What kind of miles? Um, 50 miles. Like on the road? Choose them. Don't care. <laughs> Fifty miles though. I want you to think you're Dude, gonna. That's a long. That's a long. Single way. track and fifty miles would be like a nightmare. But I mean, even fifty miles, even fifty miles on the on flat road would be a long. That's way. like a marathon, marathon. I mean, I'd be riding to your house and back. Yeah. Yeah. So would you rather a five k takes me about twenty six seven? I'd rather minutes. do a five k. I feel like 5K I'd probably is do a five k. Like yeah. I don't think I could run it. I'd probably have to stop. I'm kind of out of shape too, but I could probably run it. Rounds or, of shape. Yeah. <laughs> I could jog it and then probably have to walk for a little bit. But I could do a five k way faster than I can do a way faster and probably less tiring. I would tiring say uh, I would ride. say five k because if you're talking fifty miles, you're talking about riding on the road, and if you're talking about riding on the road, I'm not interested. Because I, I think riding on the road is just boring as hell. Did you watch that TikTok I sent you, by the way, of that dude who runs ultra marathons? No, I saw I had a bunch of TikTok things. He uh, ran 250 miles. Oh, yeah, that's Cameron Haynes and all them guys. They do insane runs like that. It's, but, it, like, he kind of video documents it. Like, how? all right, yep, we're at mile 50. Like, mile 50? I don't drive that in a week. Yeah, yeah I'd be, I, I'd I be complaining just... about driving that far, yeah. you know? I got his book, and when I'm on that part, I'm like, wait, this is all done in one day? You know, it's, they don't even do it in a day. They just stop. They stop. They like take a two-hour nap, and then they have a vegan burrito and watermelon. And they actually have to be very careful about kidney failure. And there's all oh, kinds yeah. of things that go horrible on those kind of runs. For some reason, people feel the need to like push themselves to that limit. Like Evan today was talking about. He goes, "I think it would be cool to run a half marathon." I have no desire to. Not yet. That bug might hit bite me. I don't even like running to the bathroom. And yeah, right. <laughs> But like I, I could see at most if I ever got inspired enough, the most I'd want to do is a half marathon. Otherwise, I got other things I'd rather do with my time. Um, all if, right. If you were to say straight up running versus biking, I'm biking all day. Oh, I'm talking about a 5K, which is – 5K, like you guys don't realize, for most people, a 5K is unachievable. It's not it's, – it's, it's outside the realm. For me, it's, I ran a 5K this morning just because I wanted – It's what, 3.2 miles? 3.2 oh, no. miles. No, I did three miles day. this morning, you know. But like for a lot of people, it's unachievable. I just look. I just wouldn't want to bike for fifty miles. But if you told me run ten miles or bike fifty, I'd probably take the bike. You know, I probably just because I know I know you can coast some of that, and it, I think it would be easier for me to bike fifty miles and run ten. That's what I mean. Yeah, ten me, miles. Yeah, ten miles. I think I would do the fifty miles. Kel does those half marathons, and like she trains for them. And but she gets in like this. The one thing is like when every time I, whenever I'm running, I want to be done running. Like there's never a point during that run where I'm enjoying myself. You know what I mean? I want to. Right. I want to get this done. Running sucks. Kelga falls into this meditative state where she's like, "This is awesome," and she just goes into her little zone, and all of a sudden, ten miles goes by. Hey. Not me. Yeah. Not no. me. I'm chugging along like an old Mack truck the entire time, yeah. whatever the distance is. You know. I just gotta get mi- back to that. I'm just miserable the whole time. But uh, so but. What I'm saying is, like, some people, a 5K is unachievable. For me right now, a 10K would probably be unachievable. I mean, if you had a gun in my head the whole time, I'd probably make it. But um, that's but, a, but 50 miles, I could bike 50 miles. I'm quite, I'm very sure of myself I could bike 50 miles. Now, like, for mountain biking, like, I, I can do super intense workouts and be enjoying myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just something about, like, you don't in, – in biking, you don't really get to control when you slow down or you – know, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, you do, but – Oh, the next hill is coming up. Like you didn't, like you just saw it. Yeah, you got to start doing it now. But know? I mean, fi- biking fifty miles on Old Plank Trail—that would be no problem. All right, what about uh, stung by a bee or swarmed by mosquitoes? You get one shot of a bee, or you get swarmed by mosquitoes. Which one would you rather have? So, and both are both are very possible during a this fishing trip. This is just a qu- this is purely a coincidence. But the last time I got stung by a bee, I got root canal. 
I so, hate getting stung by a bee. I, I, I'm gonna boo-boo. go. I'm gonna go mosquitoes. Really, you'd rather swap mosquitoes? Yeah. Well, well, like you can spray for mosquitoes. You can't prevent a bee. I don't know. You got to go to Alaska. That shit didn't work sometimes. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah, we had to get netting sometimes, and we, we carried head nets. It was I, so bad. That that that's a. I don't know. Both suck. <laughs> Those are terrible. All right, I got three. I got three left. I want to do. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of do them out of order because I'm gonna put them in order by going out of order. So okay. The fishing will be exactly the same. The, the success will be exactly the same. Would you rather wade or boat trip? Like a, on a river. Okay, so we're going to river fish. Would you rather do that wading or would you rather do that in a boat? But the fishing will be exactly the same. You will catch the same amount of fish. Which one would you rather do? You Probably. said in a river? A river. Wading. So you're going to... Wading. I really like waiting. I'm going to say waiting too. You, you don't have to worry about boat control. Plus, whoever you're with, you can kind of do your own thing. You know, you're not fishing the same spot. The only thing I was thinking is if you did want to bring beers along and make it a day, like where you, you know, sipping on beers, you're not really going to do that as much with waiting. I you mean, know, you bring a few, you know. But if you're, if you're waiting and you're like near where you're camped, you know, if you're just waiting out in the river and your campsite's right off the river, that's no big deal. But if you're walking, you know, three miles or whatever. Down but the that's the cool thing about waiting. It's like you get to walk and then stop, and then walk and then stop. They I like the exercise involved. I like I like earning it. You know. Um, all right. So let me say this: awesome kayak fishing or just okay boat fishing. So you either get to be in your kayak all day, but it'd be an awesome day, or you can sit in a boat that's comfortable, that's okay fishing. Awesome kayak fishing. I've never fished out of a kayak. I like. Are you I, kidding me? You never fished out of a kayak? No. Really. I got like four or five of them in my house. I love kayak fishing, so I'm going to say awesome kayak fishing get, because get, it's quite exciting. Catching a good fish, catching a decent-sized fish with a kayak, is it's exciting. It is. Yeah, I, I really love being in my boat in the right situation. I really love being in yeah. the boat. So. I, but I caught that. I caught a couple of, uh, not musky, pike above 30 inches, 32, 33 inches out of a kayak. It's very exciting to do out of a kayak. I mean, even, even catching a bass, a decent-sized bass will pull you along the water. It's cool. Yeah, and like uh, like lures, you actually have to think about because like when you're musky fishing out of one, like there's so much pull. Like on a big bucktail, you actually kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. Like you're you're cranking, but you're not anchored. The kayak's actually moving into the into a big lure. So, it, but it's a totally different thing. I like being set up in my own little pod where I'm going to work my ass off and get to a spot. I, I think it's very rewarding. A kayak. He likes and people spend off, just you know? as much money on their kayaks as I did on my boat. Oh yeah, oh, there's man. people get nuts. All right, so the last little one I have to finish up all this fishing stuff. Okay, so you got done with the day. You're hungry. Would you rather stop at a hot dog stand or a steakhouse? Which one would you rather seriously eat at? Would you rather eat at? I'm a hot dog stand all day because that's just my that's just my style. I would choose that whether I was fished all day or I watched TV all and day. And this is specifically after a fishing trip. No, no, I mean, not. I, I'm just kind of using it, just kind of tying it all together. So you got done. No, I'm a hot dog stand type of guy. I'll go hot dog stand too. It's really? fast, it's quick. Yeah. I, did, I figured you would be a steakhouse foodie judging everything. No, I, don't get me wrong. I love a steakhouse, but if you're like, you're finished for the day, you're probably kind of tired. You just want to grab a couple of hot dogs and but even date night, what would you choose date night? Steakhouse. Steakhouse for a date night. Oh, okay. I'm still hot dog saying. <laughs> no, if, if it's for me, I just want to get in, get out, and get on the road. You know? Yeah. So after all that, what do you guys think? Do you guys... Uh, I like these. I like this episode. I do like this a lot. You enjoy but, that? Yeah. Well, you got to come up with like other themes. Now, you had some you had some random ones in there. Like, oh, I told you. Dude, yeah. like I was literally sitting in the yard today coming up with these, and I'm like, look, and I'm thinking, I got to mow the grass. Hey, would... Would you always do the perimeter or not? Like it was, it was literally, and they, like I literally had a German Shepherd barking at me and a baby crying in his, his swing. So I'm like, okay. Here's yeah. another landscaping related one. Uh, would you rather string trim before or after? Before, before, before. A thousand times before. We grew up. Dad always did it after, and I always yeah. thought it was silly. I so I did that for most of my adult life, and then last year I started doing it before. I'm like, this is so much better. Oh, you don't you have know? to get so close with the lawnmower, and and not just that, you don't have these super long strands of grass that are just now laying in the middle of your. That's yard. what I mean. Is like you get <laughs> you know? super long strands of grass, and then your your lawnmower chops them up. No, I always do before. Hmm. All right, so I that's all I have. I, I mean, string trim every. You time, guys got any? You got any off the top of your head you want to throw out there? Any either ors? No, right? but I, I will start writing some of these down. When so, it comes to musky fishing, for a walk the dog, would you rather have a short or a long rod? Uh, it doesn't matter for me. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Probably long. I'll take long. Short. I like a short stout. 
The reason why I'm gonna say long is just for throwing. It has nothing to do with the action. I can make. Oh, it. I was talking about all, all about action. You can give me. You can be an eight footer. You can be a four footer. I'll get the same action out of it, but I'll be able to throw it better and effortlessly with an eight footer. Would you rather have a bulldog or a super crankbait? Super crankbait. I was gonna. I was about to interrupt you and say anything but the bulldog. <laughs> I hate throwing. <laughs> but I'm I hate learning throwing about him. I'm not. I'm. I remember when you first started throwing one, they would just like sink to the bottom, and you're like, "What? Why are you doing that?" You throw you know? it out there, yeah, you, you know, climbed like, up. Yeah. It's just this like squid flopping through the air, big like, slow uh, cast. Yeah. The yeah. boat yeah. acts like you just shot our shot artillery yeah. after somebody throws just smack them over the head with that one. So, if you have any other ideas, and people want to email us at the Midwest Frontier at gmail.com. And that's all I have. What, what do you, anything else I'm missing here? Should we say we didn't go over news? You or guys nothing? should send us some this first that. It's uh yeah. yeah yeah. And Pat will send you a t-shirt. Yeah. Looking at fishy and twenty dollars. I expect fishy and twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I expect fishy Phil to come up with some of these. You know, but we'll, we'll maybe we'll go back to verses next week. Maybe we'll do something else. I have no idea. We're kind of playing this week by week. So I'd like to get a week ahead like we used to, and then the baby screwed that all up, you know. It'd be nice to be a week ahead so we had more time because now i got to quickly edit this and get it out, you know. So, But that's all I have. Anything else you guys want to add? Ooh. No, I hope you enjoy your going back to work on Monday. I'm going to eat. I'm gonna, yeah. Hope you have fun. God, I hate working for a living. If you were what hunting near a field, would you rather have your rangefinder or binoculars? Rangefinder, a thousand times. Thousand times. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. I've never been hunting. <laughs> I don't know. For whitetail, you don't need you don't need binoculars because like you're gonna you got 40 yards in front of you and it doesn't really matter outside of that. No, no, no. I was know. saying that's why I said by a field. But even for a field, I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna take a shot at 80 yards at a whitetail in the middle yeah, of a cornfield. So, it, it, for entertainment factor, the binoculars are way better for entertainment factor. But you, you usability, no. Take yeah. rangefinder all day. No, I agree with that. All right, that's all. That's all we got this week, right? All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Thank everyone. You.